Double Game Week 5, Rich Uncle Special. Uh, let's go. Okay, so Rich Uncle is obviously the primary focus for this week. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts on essential players? I think there's quite a few, to be fair. I think there's quite a few names that stand out as clear and obvious picks, first names on the team sort of thing. Yeah, uh, Valarenga, we have both Sarui and Aaron Donham. Yeah, Valarenga haven't had the best of starts to the season, but there's no two better fixtures to pick up some form with. Trumso and Sanya Ford for them in the double game week. Uh, we've got Mulder. The clear picks there seem pretty undisputed. Ikram, Bryn Hildson, like... There's such little competition for those spots at the moment. That's been the main deterrent up until this point this season. But with injuries to Ullen Anderson, he's done his cruciates out for nine to 12 months. Fafana's struggling with injuries. Sigurd Arsene's consistently struggling with injuries. There's yeah. there's very little deterrent to own those two as well. Yeah, I was looking forward to owning um, Ullen Anderson this week. Um, really unfortunate, really unfortunate that he's suffered such a horrific injury. Hopefully he can, you know, come back next season. but. Yeah, maybe that's him done now, unfortunately. Going back to what you said about Sarui and Dunham, the stats really do look good for Sarui. Yeah. No one else has played more accurate final third passes in Varenga than Sarui. The same for key passes, the same for big chances created. He's their main creative outlet, and we knew that already, but it's just nice to see the stats really backing that idea up. Dunham is way behind, uh, creatively speaking. He is way behind, but... We all know the talent that Dunham has. Yeah. So he is a bit of an outlier regarding stats, but we know the talent that he possesses. So it's a bit premature to write him off. Yeah. For sure. You rightly say Sarui statistically is absolutely exceptional. Like his two home games this season, which also happen to be the games that aren't away against Glimpton Mulder against opposition much more similar to the opposition Valerenga having the double game week. In those two games, he's recorded 10 shots, eight of which were in the box, four shots on target of six that weren't blocked, eight key passes, 2.19 expected goal involvements, and maximum bonus points. Despite not actually returning, like, is there anything this man cannot produce as a fantasy asset? I don't think so. Yeah, exactly. And also as well, um, Sarui has completed more dribbles than anyone else out of Viking, Mulder and Valarenga. So in terms of getting forward the ball, he's absolutely uh, imperative to, to his team. Um, Donham as well, you know, he's had nine shots. Three of them have been on target. He's missed a big chance. So he is getting involved. It's just, it feels like he's there on name rather than performance. What we know about Aaron Donham from seasons prior is that he is exceptional. Just edge of the area, ball at his feet. He can score long shots like they're one-on-ones from six yards. And the fact that he's having games, like two of his three games this season have been the away fixtures against Mulder and Glimt. And he's still getting shots off from good areas with them. He's playing with confidence. Like it's just a matter of time before a couple of them nestle in the bottom corner. And as you said, uh, you know, we've got what Sandford and uh, Tudums are away. Yeah. Good chances for him to, you know, uh, get a, get a couple of goals, bag an assist, that sort of thing. So I think both of those, um, if you're playing Rich Uncle, they're in my team um, and neither of them are moving. Building on that midfield into the Molder boys, Eichram and Bryn Hildson. Yeah, lacking competition now. I think it's impossible to play Rich Uncle and not have 
Icrum in your team. It just feels yeah. sinful. <laughs> yeah, both of those, we don't really need to talk about those too much. I mean, you know, Brynildsson um, has been unfortunate not to return um, anywhere near as Incredibly. much as he could have done. 12 shots, third of them on target. Um, he's been quite creative as well. Four key passes. He's going to get better as the season goes along. Um, and we all know the quality that Icrum possesses as well. So I think for me, those four are 100% essential for your rich uncle and then it just depends on what formation you're going to play are you playing five in midfield or you're playing four that's a decision that you will have to make and of course that brings us on to whether or not Trippich is going to be fit if Trippich is fit for both those games he's in and you're playing five in midfield yeah absolutely no doubt if there's still doubt moving up to that Mulder game I can understand why you wouldn't have him in Another essential for me is Linners. Yeah, to play devil's advocate, you know I own Linners as well, but to play devil's advocate, I mean, there is argument for Haugen. There is argument for both Linners and Haugen if you're going to debate one of the Mulder midfielders, but Linners does look like the man to own at the moment. Getting just, more minutes than Haugen, yeah. more goals, more goal involvements, but everything is pointing to him being the better output. Yeah, and he can play on the left and the right. When uh, Knudsen comes on, he can move over to the left flank. He's missed nine minutes, whereas Haugen has played in just over 50% of all available games to him this season. So Mm -hmm. I think there's an argument there that Linus is basically nailed and Haugen is the more likely to be rotated out when that rotation happens. And then obviously Berisha... Again, don't need to talk about the stats. Don't need to talk about how good he is. The amount of big chances he's missed as well. We go back to this logic of missing big chances isn't necessarily a bad thing. So he scored three goals already and he's missed six big chances. Yeah, including one in that game against Haugesund. Like he could have definitely had more. I watched the highlights back and thought maybe a couple of them could be classified as big chances of his Mm. six shots. Um, He definitely could have had even more than he did in that game. You compare that to, to all the other top performers from Viking, Mulder and Valarenga, it's three times more than the next best player, which is Trippich and Cabran. This shows you how wow. much Viking are creating. They are making far more chances than anyone else. He's had 21 shots. Over half that is in a target. There's no reason not to own him. He's in my team. He's my captain. And that will probably be the way for the majority of the rest of the season if he remains at Viking. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have anyone listening and even slightly questioning that. (laughs) Exactly. And if you do question that, like I said before, you're an idiot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the only other essential that I can think of is Vesterland. Just because we are talking about owning two Molden midfielders, at least Berisha, possibly Tripic, two Valarenga midfielders, we're running out of slots for defenders and yeah. in all of my drafts I keep on coming back to having Vesterland you know I think the only argument against him can be if Tripic is definitely not included in which case you could play three at the back with a Mulder defender and two Viking but otherwise he seems the best defensive pick who is not from one of the three so-called premium teams in this double game week he's not Mulder, Viking, Valerenga I think most rich uncle players will have three from each of them in your team, which leaves two spots to fill. And if you're looking to capitalize on that double Valerenga midfield in Sarui and Donham and the double Mulder midfield in Eichram and Brynhildsen, stick Tripic in the other spot, you've not got much room for flexibility in terms of defensive options. So unless you're going to have a Valerenga option and pick a a Loritzen or a Friday up front, I think Vesterland works well in terms of the balance of your team. 
who else do you see as being a really good shout for this week that we maybe don't agree on? So not necessarily an essential, but somebody that is definitely a good option going forward. Because like you said, we're looking at three Mulder, three Valarenga, and three Viking, and then you've got two yeah. slots to fill. So we've established Linnes, Wolf Eichrin, Brynilsson, Dunham, Sarui, and Berisha, and then potentially Trippich. Who are those other players that you're thinking about? Well, I'll start off with one of those spots in the nine that we've missed, and that's a third Viking player, assuming we have Berisha and Trippich. For me, that man has to be Sebulonson. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's no part of me that is going to claim that he is nailed, but I mm-hmm. honestly don't really care. He doesn't need to be. <laughs> he played 45 minutes in the last game and exceptional. Last double game week, scored three goals. We all know that. But he, in 135 minutes, he also added four key passes, two big chances missed and had four of his six shots in the box. He's playing out of position. He's playing anywhere across the attacking midfield three, left wing, right wing, in the middle. He's everywhere. He's in no means a defender in the system that he's played the last two games in. So no matter the number of minutes, he's there. He's in that Viking attack. He's in my team and I don't want him to start against Mulder. I want him to come on for the last 30 minutes, maybe, running at a tiring defence, being involved in those attacks. And if he doesn't start against Mulder, there's a big chance he's going to start against Goodsir. So I think he's a very, very versatile player. He can play in defence, he can play up front, he can play in the middle. He offers a lot to that team. And in terms of his potential ceiling against potential minutes, yeah, there's a risk there. But I think the risk, you know, I think the potential return is... So tempting that I find it very hard to ignore him. And he's in yeah. my team and I can't see me shifting him on. I really can't. For me, if I had to predict it, I would suggest that Viking will likely start him against Mulder simply because I think they'll line up with the same team that they lined up against Glimt with or minus Trippich, obviously the omission there. Um, similar system. Yeah, the thing is, Bjorshaw's look good and I think Bjorshaw's probably a bit more uh, defensively sound than, than Sebulonson. So... Again, it, it just depends on, you know, they're playing four at the back, are they going to play three centre-backs? You know, what are they, how are they going to approach that game against Mulder away? Yeah, they could just absolutely ram that midfield. They could just play three at the back and then five in midfield. Yeah. You know, it's anybody's guess. But I think the second game against Strums, it's definitely That's the one to, to be back. targeting. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely. I mean, if back. Viking didn't have a double game week, you remove that Mulder fixture from a Viking perspective, I'm still owning... Viking attackers against Trump's God set in a double game week. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and you've got to think about it like that. That's how yeah. I'm treating Trippich for the time being. I'm not holding up too many hopes from starting against Mulder, but I'm just looking at that, that Strum's God set game and going, yes, I want him for that. So what about if you don't have Trippich? To all those people who are maybe taking the chance and going without Trippich, who's your third Viking? For me, it's got to be another attacker another player in that midfield and based on how Viking lined up in the last game without Tripic, the man for me would either have to be Cabran or Nilsson Tangent. Mm, but yeah. then again, you don't currently have Tripic, do you? And you've taken a different approach on that. Yeah. So I've currently gone double Viking defense, Sebby Lonson and Gunnarsson. Um, that's currently where I am. That could easily change to Wallstedt or Haugard in goal and then go for Nilsson Tangen. I'm not too sure. <laughs> is the, yeah. the long and short of that. As um, far as the rest of the Viking midfield is concerned, Cabran 
played on the opposite flank in the last game, played predominantly on the left, but still came into central positions as he was when he was playing on the right. That's why he's the man for me. He's very much a centre point of that Viking team playing off Barisha. I just don't. Then players like Nilsson Tangen, he's playing practically right wing. He's holding up that right-hand side when Viking are on the ball. I like my players central. <laughs> like, I've made that very clear before. The fact that a player is playing central, yes, it might diminish them in some areas, but it just, the goal potential is there with Cabran more than Nilsson Tangen for me, more than Sandberg for me. He's just in and around the box. Me personally, I don't particularly rate Cabran. I don't think he's good enough for this Viking side. Um, I'm actually surprised that he's still at the club. Sandberg is a far better player for so many different reasons. I don't understand why there's this uh, reluctance to slot him into the team. I'll be avoiding both of those, definitely. The only midfielder for Viking, other than Tripic, would be Nilsson Tangen. And that's because you look at his performances last season. As the season went on, his confidence grew and grew and grew. Um... I don't know if you guys remember it, but he got that cheeky back heel assist for Berisha, I think it was, in one of the games. Yeah. You know, I think he's a very good player, very talented player, and he's basically got zero competition for his role. I think the only other player choice that we've got in terms of um, the big teams would be Hedenstad versus Zuta. And yeah. I think your team Zuta and I'm team Hedenstad. Well, I certainly am very, very fractional on this. And I think part of it is because I initially saw Zuta as the man like he was the first one I considered so there's definitely a part of me that's holding on to that initial justification as mm. that's where my head's at so I think it's very 50-50 Zuta had a better last game I think if you based it on the last game alone then I think more people would be thinking Zuta but mm. because that was like a rarity in his performance to get four shots off in a game <laughs> I think I mean, that's why maybe my head's there Statistically speaking, they're pretty much identical, really. They are. You know, there's very little to choose between them at all. I'm not even going to read the stats because they're basically, you know, Hedenstad maybe takes the ball forward a bit more than Zuta, uh, but they're both as creative um, as each other, really. And they're both very similar amount of shots, four to three in Zuta's favour. So in terms of creativity and attacking intent, I think there's very little to choose between them. I think there's a couple of things that Hedenstad will have going in his favour. One, I just think he's a better player. Two, he's got more experience in this league. And three, he's probably going to be the man to take more set pieces than Zuta will be. So in my head, I'm thinking on a rich uncle, Hedenstad would definitely be the player that I'm choosing. But if you're not on a rich uncle and you want one of them and you don't have the money, just go for Zuta. <laughs> it's simple as that. The major debate at Valaranga for me, because of the structure of my team, has ended up being one of those two or Kjartansson. Mm. And Kjartansson, we have slight concerns over his minutes, but then we also know what potential he has as a goal scorer. And then there's the clean sheets and there's that's just a whole other aspect to the Zuta or Hedenstad, Zuta or Hedenstad or a rich uncle that I really don't need. Yeah, I flirted with the idea of having Kjartansson, but I've convinced myself that he's not going to start both the games. And he seems to be maintaining his profligate form from last season. So I'm not sure I trust him in front of the goal either. And I don't know which game he's going to start because they play a game every four days for the next three fixtures. I'm not sure Kjartansson has it in him to play every single one of those fixtures. Yeah, I completely agree. I can see Udall starting one of those games. I could be completely wrong. And we're only going to find out once the week gets going. But that's what I think and that's what I'm backing myself. Yeah. 
at this point, I think you're justified in believing that he's going to have a good game week or that he's going to blank. I don't think anyone can really tell you that you're objectively wrong to think either of those things. Yeah. I currently own him. I, I was typing up a rich uncle thread this morning and in the time that it took me to get through it, I had swapped Kjartansson for Zuta for Hedenstad multiple <laughs> times. So by the end of it, my team was different to how it began. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there is no point me changing this now to make it apply to the team that I've ended with because I'll probably look at those players and then change it back again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so for me, that is the major debate. Goodness knows how my third Valoranga spot's going to look come Saturday, but yeah, we'll wait and see any of them. So what about goalkeepers? Goalkeepers currently, if you've not got that spot that you very fortunately have to have Gunnison because of no Trippich, mm. then I think it's just got to be one of the other double game weakers. For me, that's Howgard. As you mentioned, when we talk about Vesterland, there is potential for clean sheets there against Yev. And is otherwise saves. I mean, Tromso defence is... I, I was going to say it's the worst of the other double game week teams, but then we've got Godset. But then do you go Mira with no chance of a clean sheet and a ton of saves? I think with Howgard, mm. you've got the best balance of decent chance of clean sheet and also hoping for saves. <laughs> Yeah, I've gone for Gunnarsson because I wouldn't be surprised to see a good Sir blank against Viking. Definitely. I, you know, I yeah. think Viking are going to absolutely dominate that game. And they've shown that they don't just attack and then lose the ball. They're able to control the fixtures that they're, you know, that they've had this season. And good Sir basically cannot score for love nor money. So I, I just cannot see them scoring against a very, very strong, compact Viking team. Save points against Mulder could snatch a cheeky win in that game as well. Um, so yeah, Gunnarsson's in for me because of those reasons. But yeah, I mean, Haug is a fantastic choice, but then yeah. you're sacrificing that third slot in Hedenstad or Zuta, in my opinion. It's one of those two. So if we're thinking that clean sheets are going to be a thing in those games, you might as well have Hedenstad over Haug because yeah. there's chance of attack and return there. Um, so yeah, for me, Gunnarsson gets it. With keepers, for me, it's a case of if you're in a position where you don't have three players from each of Mulder, Viking, Valoranga that you definitely want, the situation that you're in with Viking specifically, then pick one of their keepers or the best options this game week. But otherwise, you're probably limiting yourself elsewhere. Go for one of the other double game week boys and hope yeah. they can rack you up a clean sheet and some saves. And that's a good thing about having Halgard as well because it's a Tromso slot. You're probably not going to want more than one or two Tromso players anyway. So if you've got three Mulder, three Viking, three Valarenga outfield players, I think Halgard's a really good shout for a goalkeeper there because he's not taking up one of those valuable outfield slots and there's potential for a clean sheet and saves. So yeah, he's a really good shout for sure. So we're thinking the cheaper double game week keepers might be the way to go. Stop yourself from depriving elsewhere. Who do you think the other good double game week picks could be at the smaller clubs? So right now I'm, I've got 4-4-2 as my formation. I've bounced back from 3-5-2 to 4-5-1, uh, but currently I'm 4-4-2. I think standout pick is Luritsen. He's my yeah. second forward. Sarchborg are going to be attacking with wild abandon as they've shown this season already. Yeah, they could score four or five in that game, but they could easily let in three. So I think Loritsen's always got a chance of scoring against Sarchborg. I think it's a really good fixture because Odd have looked good going forward as well. Um, and then Mulder away. I know it's not the best fixture in the world, but I could see him scoring in both games 
I genuinely can. So for me, he stands out. Obviously, Yevtovich as well is a decent shout. Um, if you're looking for a fifth midfielder, you know, Rude is going to be the defender to go for. But yeah, I also think as well, Upsal, you cannot deny how creative he's been. And that that year fixture, if this was a single game week and we weren't playing Rich Uncle and I can make a transfer, I'd be wanting Upsal in my team against Yev. Good, sir. I'm going to save everybody a lot of time here. None of them. I'm not recommending anyone. I have three from every other double game week team. <laughs> I have no Strums God set players. The fixtures aren't there. Rosenborg defence looks good. Viking defence looks good. Why would you want to attack against them? They've already shown that they can't score against Haugesund in the week where we, all, we both said everyone by Fred Friday. Nothing happened there. Lost 5-0 to Sanya Ford last week. That says bad things for both the attack and the defence. I mean, I don't know what you're expecting to get out of owning Strumsgodset assets this week unless you're going Mira and hoping he racks up 20 saves over two games. Well, what about um, some alternatives from Mulder, Viking and Valarenga? I know we have talked about them already, but for me, one player that stands out that I've not really seen many people talk about would be Casa uh, for Mulder. Ulland Anderson's out. Um, Fafana is probably going to be out as well. There's a gap in that front three that he can easily slot into and fill. He doesn't really have any competition. So if you want three Mulder midfielders, Kersa, Eichram and Brynilsson, probably not a bad way to go. And if you're not playing Rich Uncle and you're looking to make a transfer, I think Kersa's a really good shout. He's six million. If you're not on Rich Uncle and you're looking to make two transfers this week, one to make a bit of money, one to get a premium in, for example, then Kersa could be a great pick at six million. 100%. And only owned by 1.7%. Cheeky little differential. He's getting returns this week. Viking, I think we've covered already. You know, I think it's basically Nilsson, Tangan or Tripic. Um, or Cabran, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sold on Cabran or Sandberg. Um, other than that, yeah, we've we've already mentioned Gunnarsson. And then... Yeah, Seblonsson. Defence, want... if you want the coverage there, there's options that are nailed. Well, all variety of nailedness in that defence, depending on how yeah. much of a risk you fancy. And if you don't <laughs> want to have Gunnarsson in, in goal, you can get Brekalo or Stenslers in there and double up with Sebby Lonson, you know? Yeah. It's, there's there's pros and cons to all of that. Um, and then Valarenga, Hedenstad, Zutas is the main one. Kjartansson, Udal is another one. I don't think Udal's a bad shout for this week. It's still a bit speculative at this point, but in my head, he's starting one of yeah. those games. And so. he's, I, I'm surprised he's got so few minutes this season. Mm, I thought at the start too. of this year, even before we've seen Kjartansson return to his form of last year, that yeah. we're not best pleased about. I thought Udal would be getting in that starting 11 a few times in this first four games. And the fact he's only got 38 minutes in total yeah. is very underwhelming. Well, I think another player that everyone seems to be ignoring is Petter Strand. I've made a point about him in previous seasons about just how creative he is and how yeah. much he's involved in that process of getting the ball forward. 48 accurate final third passes, six key passes, one big chance created, one assist. Um, he's completed eight dribbles, missed one big chance, four shots. He's an option. He's definitely yeah, an option for this week. not bad by any means. He sits a little bit too deep for my liking. But like, again, when given the opportunity to move forwards, he's always a threat for goal returns. He's a great creative player. It just depends what your formation is looking like. I think we've agreed on the yeah. four best midfielders. So it depends on, are you going five in midfield or not? And if you are going five, are you going trippage or are you going to gamble on somebody else? Um, and I think for a gamble on a fifth midfielder, I think Petter Strand is definitely up there with one of the better options. 
So ignoring all of the teams with two games this week, what about those players with just one fixture? But that fixture is very hard to ignore. So for me, currently, I'm looking at Mullins. He's the only one in my team. He's the only player in my team to have one fixture. Oh, you actually own him? Yeah, he's on my bench at the moment. He's on my okay. bench. But I'm not sure in terms of forwards, I like anybody other than Berisha and Larrickson. Like genuinely. Yep. Mullins is up there for me. He's in my top five strikers for this week. Obviously, I'm still debating Curtinson. Mm, a BA, maybe, but he's not even nailed at the moment. Tempted to start Mullins over Vesteland. I really am. Because my main issue with Tromso, and I know we've talked about the pros and cons of their assets, is I'm not sure how many goals they have in them. And for me, Mullins, he could get a hat-trick in that game against Odd. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I'll tell you what, I'm actually going to make that move now. love it changing our teams live on Mm. brilliant so yeah very similarly to you my eyes go straight to that Sarpsborg attack the midfield Mm. is there but as we've already said that midfield has a lot of competition for spots in our rich uncle squads yeah pints my guard Linseth all viable picks I've toyed with having Linseth myself he's my favorite Sarpsborg midfielder for this week the thing is Mullins is just always involved it's just involved in everything that they do. Like, um, I didn't realise how many assists he's actually got this season. Um, mm. So he's actually got three assists. I know two of them came in that game against Tromso. He's on the pitch for 66 minutes, got a goal, and then got two assists. Um, now, I was originally saying I was going to have Holm, um, but he's a doubt for the game against Goodsir, as are quite yeah. a few of the Rosenberg players. Um, so at the moment, I'm just taking a wide berth um, against those players. I'm not sure I want to back any of them at the moment. Is Fiabema going to start up top? Maybe. Schersen is probably the standout pick for Rosenberg. He's been one of our best players this season. But I'm not sure I'll be happy to go for Rosenberg players over other options that we have for this week. Well, I've got here Mullins or Heinz for Sarchburg, de- like depending on whether you want that third forward or fifth midfielder. Um, Schersen and Gianpaoli for Rosenberg. But... I, I think one of the best picks for single game week players is Kaludra. Really? Yes. Hadn't even considered. Three assists, right? Two of them in one game and then one, one in the last game. But the thing is, in the other games, Christensen lost to nil, right? So they lost one nil in both those games, right? Yeah. So every game that Christensen has scored in, uh, Kaludra has been involved directly in one of those goals. I mean, I'm a big fan of Kaludra. Being a Christensen fan myself, I know his creative ability. Haugesund away. Yeah, yeah, it's a great fixture. Christensen and can't as... score to save their life, but Haugesund are terrible. <laughs> are it's terrible. a battle of who's worse. Extending upon that Christensen against Haugesund thought, I think Strand Nilsson could be an option as third defender. If you're mm. not enjoying our thought of Vesteland so much and you've got a Molder defender and perhaps a Viking defender or Rude in there, then I think he could be a pick, especially if you think that Christensen pick up a clean sheet there. He's always got potential to be involved at the other end as well. And as another alternative for that third defensive slot, I would refer you back to Rosenborg. I think Dahl Reitan away to Strum's Godset could be a pick for this week. And then I think other than that, um, one of my favourite players of the season, Meta for Alisson away to Hamcam. If he's going to be occupying that left, the left-hand side yeah. of that front three, he's looked good. He's looked really good. See, that's a big if for me, though. Like, that game against Lillestrom, I watched the entirety of the highlights package for that game, and I 
don't think I like noted him being there once. I looked after the game, the fact he played, I went, was he on the pitch? So it's just how much is he involved? Yeah, I think it's harsh to position. Yeah, I think it's harsh to judge it against Lillestrøm because Lillestrøm are just absolutely demolishing everybody this season. Yeah, you it's know? a different game, no doubt. I wouldn't be surprised if Lillestrøm actually won the league at this rate. You know, they look really, really good. They look really in control. Right on to our teams and our captains for this game week. How is your side looking? So I'm playing three four three. I've changed from four four two to three four three during the recording of this podcast. Um, so I've got Gunnarsson in goal with Linus, Sebulonsson and Hedenstad in defence. Then I've got Brunilsson, Wolf Eichram, Dunham, Sabrui in midfield, Mullins, Luritsen and Bernicia up top. Now, single game week player, I'm liking it. Yeah, so that is going to be subject to change depending on Tripic's fitness. So if Tripic is going to be fit and going to be playing against Mulder, there's a good chance he'll be playing against Goodser as well. I'll probably slot him in for Mullins and have three five two. But yeah, rather than that, I can't really see myself changing it too much, to be honest. You know, I think Mullins is a really good shout, even though he's single game week. And yeah, I like Laritzen to score in both those games. So Badisha is obviously my captain. And at the moment, Dunham is my vice. And I can't really see that changing either, to be fair. Yeah, fair play. On my bench, I've got Walstedt, Upsal, Vesterland, and Rude. Not a bad bench, is it? <laughs> What about yourself? What are you looking at? I'm currently looking at a 3-5-2. Little mm-hmm. bit different, but that is my with Kjertensen team, which is the big thing that's probably going to change for me before the deadline. Uh, my main difference is that I've got Halgard and Vesterland both starting at the moment. Mm. Double Tromso defence. Now, if that's not ballsy, I don't know what is. Yeah. Rest of the team is made up of Linez and Sebulonsson completing that back line. Tripic in the midfield, we've just sort of prepared for his absence completely differently. I, If I don't have Tripic, I'll probably have Cabran. So that's a straight swap. Nothing yeah. really to flinch about there. Donham, Sarui, Ikram, Brynhildsson, Berisha, and at the moment, Kjertensen. Um, My bench is currently made up of Volstead. Loritsen is sat on my bench as it stands. Mm. Rude and Lassa Nilsson at Tromso. Just the other wing back. He's just Mm. someone I've shoved in there because I preferred Loritsen to a BA and originally had Bakai in there as my last sub. It's someone I'm not going to see get on this pitch this weekend. Well, hopefully anyway. Captaincy, Berisha. Don't second guess it. Like if Tripic was fully fit, I might go there, but he's not, so I won't. Uh, Vice currently on Sarui. Could equally go Donham, gone Sarui, just because he's, I mean, he's been excellent. <laughs> there's yeah. not there's not much more to it. We've yeah. talked all the superlatives about him already. Like, yeah, there's plenty of good options, but stick the captaincy on Barisha and don't flinch. Um, what about a differential captain? Differential captain? I mean... I know who I'm Yeah, going go with. on. I'm going with Hedenstad. Right, okay. I can't, I like that, not going to lie. Those two games, they could easily win to nil. They could easily concede it both, but they could easily keep clean sheets in both. It just depends what Valarenga turn up. Are they going to go and control both of those games or not? And I think you've got the attacking threat that he'll possess on free kicks, set pieces, that sort of thing as well. Um, and mainly because he's one of the biggest differentials that I have in my team. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> other than that, if you really want to be differential and ballsy, go with Mullins. Go with Mullins. He's going to get a hat-trick against Odd. 
see when you asked me for a double game week differential one part of my head went to the double game week one part went to the differential and my differential pick for the week would be Linseth at Sarpsborg for the exact same reasons you're going Mullins mm. except like Mullins is involved in everything I think Linseth could be the person to profit from Mullins's productivity the fact that the attack seemingly revolving around him yeah so equal argument there I think Sarpsborg's single game week is the best single game week in terms of double game week differential captain, my eyes go to Sebby Lonson. Fair. Just because of his output last week. Obviously, by no means am I expecting that to be consistent. I know Sebby Lonson's not going to score three goals every 135 minutes. But Viking clean sheets, he's playing out of position. A lot of the time, he may play at fullback. That is possible. But I find it unlikely given his current form. Why would they waste him there when you can have him up front scoring goals? Yeah. And... Yeah, he's a goal-scoring defender playing for Viking. What more could you want? Right, so bold prediction time. I've got three this week. Three? Jeez. So my first one is Lillestrom are going to beat Glimt. They've already beaten Mulder away, and I think they're going to beat Glimt away as well. Um, I just think they look incredibly hard to do anything against at the moment. And Glimpt have shown that they are not the immortal gods, the all-powerful deities that we perhaps thought they were four or five weeks ago, you know? Yeah. I think Lidstrom have got what it takes to, to beat them, and I think they will beat them. Bold prediction number two is Udal is going to outscore Kjartansson this week. And that is obviously very bold because he made it even play. <laughs> but I think he will. I think if Udal and Kjartansson play the same amount, this week, I think Udal's going to outscore him. I think the only player to score more goals this week than Laritzen is going to be Berisha. So I think Berisha and Laritzen are going to be the top goal scorers in this double game week. So ignoring Tripic, ignoring Donham, ignoring Sarui, Bredelson, Eichram, I think Laritzen is going to score the most goals other than Berisha. I'm getting twitchy with him sat looking at me from my bench. <laughs> Not liking that at all. I could be completely wrong. I could be completely yeah, wrong. Very true. But I just thought of it earlier today. I was like, I want Laritzen in that team, you know. Who do I trust more than Laritzen up front with these double game weeks? Only Berisha, genuinely. Yeah. You know? My big result for the weekend, perhaps not as surprising as yours, is Viking to beat Mulder. I think that's certainly more possible than some may think, uh, especially if Tripich is back. Viking have been in great form at both ends of the pitch. They've shown that they have a very capable defence in their victory over Glimt. And I think that they could replicate that against a Mulder side who are somewhat struggling to find their feet in terms of attacking. Only scored five goals in the opening four games of this season, which is by no means bad. But for a Mulder side who are one of the best in Norway, nobody's doubting that. You'd hope that they could be doing more. Otherwise, I think, well... Strom's God set double game week options to flop. That's not really controversial, as we've already discussed. Yeah. I think the Sarpsborg attacking options will be better fantasy picks than a lot of the double game week boys, possibly even Loritzen. I tell you what, I'll I'll take your bold prediction and I'll raise you Linseth to outscore Loritzen. Okay. <laughs> we'll have a little, we'll see how that one goes. Yeah. I just like Loritzen to score in both those games. Yeah. I just I just think he's he's getting a brace against Sarsborg and he's going to get a goal against Mulder. That's what I'm going with. I'm pretty sure that's everything talked about, right? 
that is us finished. Yeah. Nothing else to say. <laughs>